Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Help is on the way Round in the corner Help is on the way Coming for you Help is on the way Yeah, yeah I lived enough life now I'm going to say oh, this is Pastor Tanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that just to kind of be able to touch bases, I hope everyone is well. I had a good week this week. Just had to be able to kind of, you know, do those spring cleaning things during the summer and get prepared and ready. We have one more month. Can't believe July is going by. A little bit faster than usual but um, just to be able to know that one more month the kids will be back in school so trying to get my mind mentally physically you know wrapped around some things trying to strategize and think about it is written and how to catapult it to go through a lot further and estimate and Kind of prepare my heart and my mind for some things that's going to come up. So I just wanted to kind of let you know that whatever you're going through, and this is something for everybody, whether, you know, you're getting married, whether you are, you know, dating, whether you are having a, your first child to sitting down with a good friend to having to deal with the uh, death of a loved one to having some success such as college or opening up your own business or you know got other future endeavors or job opportunities going on please please keep god first please keep god in the forefront in the center because sometimes we can get so you know, jostled with this over here or that over there. And then God does become the mainstream or the main point in our lives. So please keep him first, even when you wake up and not getting the phone, but at least talking to him. I mean, seriously talking to him. And, and I know that he knows all. But sometimes just to check in with him and let him know what's going on. And throughout the day, check in on God. And sometimes God will check in on you. I don't know about anybody else, but I know that God does talk to me. And he tells me things. And he lets me be able to operate in his fashion, in his way, in his, his thought process to give words to people, or sometimes even simply just being able to be a listening ear to someone. And I don't know who this is for, but I just want to let you know, keep God first. 
in everything that you go through, in every situation, whether good or bad, in or out, up or down, keep him first. And keep him with respect. I mean, fervent, genuine respect. I have heard so much lately about how they have so many times disrespected God and I am fed up. I don't know about you talking about the saints of the most high. You should be fed up too, but I want to let you know that the candor, the, the, the audacity of how they talk about God. You need to understand we have a covenant with him. We are his children, are his creation, and he's our father. So in other words, respect him, understand his mouth, his, his time, his, his, his whole entire being is he's loving on us, giving us the breath that we breathe. He's giving us time to be able to get it right. He's doing everything that is to love on us. We should do the same. So there should be no one to sit there and disrespect God the way that they do. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. When someone, even your friend, family, what have you, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, is trying to talk bad about God, you need to speak up. You need to say something. God is recorded. It is. It's recorded. Not just for recording, but the love and the adoration that you have for God, that should be the same when someone sits there and talks bad about God. And you should honor. You don't have to you know, go drag out, you know, bust out all, but you can honestly sit there and say, Hey, excuse me. Do I disrespect your God? Do I disrespect your God as much as you're disrespecting mine? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the music industry. I'm talking about people that are your friends, family, what have you. They are, some of them are sitting up here and putting, God's name in their mouth and disrespecting him blatantly in your face. There should be something wrong with that. As much as we sit there and respect our mother and our father, we should respect God the same way. And if you don't respect your parents, but God is the main source and reason for you living and breathing, you should respect him even the more. See, some people are not being taught that. So I'm letting you know this right up front. God is the main source in everything I do. And I say, don't disrespect him. Not in front of me, not in front of anyone else. And at the same time, when you say something, don't keep it quiet. Because now more than ever, we as the saints of the most high should be saying something. Stop sitting up here and uh, condoning such blatant disrespect towards God, disrespect towards how we are as a Christian community. Stop sitting up here and letting the enemy run all over you. If you haven't read in your word, we still win. So stop letting the enemy run in your home, run in your family, run in your children, run on your job, run in your marriage, wherever you thinking that he is running, don't let him. I'm going to say that one more time because we get prosecuted. We get persecuted 
and we go through things, even if in, in our dreams, in our visions, um, even sometimes on the job with our family, with our children, with our household, our finances, you get so much mess. And I say that, i.e., you have so many things trying to tug at you and hurt you and say malicious things or trying to be able to um, downgrade you to the point that they want you to leave God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Thank you, Lord, for putting that in to me. Sometimes we sit there and we condone that mess. See, the simple things like I've heard so many people say, well, I, I was trying to date this person and come to find out that person really didn't love God. See, at this time, you should be sitting there and talking to God and being able to honestly have a good conversation and say, God, is this person for me? God, is this person going to be the person I need to build my life with? God, is this the person that I'm supposed to have children with? Oh, y'all ain't hearing me though. This ain't even in my notes. So I'm just letting you know that these are the things that we need to talk about, tackle it. You know, if you seem like you have friends and every time that you are around them, they don't want to celebrate you. Something's wrong with that. Come on now. Let's, let's talk about it. You got people that's hating on you, that's jealous, that envy you and strife and causing confusion and chaos. And when they show up, it is so unpleasant. You cannot be able to sit there and say you need to have them around. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Everybody is not going to celebrate you. Everybody is not going to be there for you. But you need to have that discernment and you need to talk to God about these people. Exposure is real. Saints of the most high. Exposure is real. Do you understand all the things that we have to be able to go through? And this is going to segue into what I'm going to talk about tonight. Be mindful of your actions in prayer. Look. We have a choice. Yes, we have a choice because God gave us that. And, you know, we can choose life or death. But also at the same exact time, when you are, you don't choose your parents. But I'm going to say it like this. If you know your parent is wrong, are you going to follow in their footsteps? Absolutely not. Absolutely not then why is it that when you want to be able to sit there and you see something wrong, but you condone it, you sit there and you see somebody, for instance, gossiping about someone, you are sitting there amongst it. You can't condone that because that's not in you. Something has to prick you in the spirit. It has to be the Holy Spirit to sit there and say, wait a minute, hold up. You don't want to be sitting there talking about these, this person. So why are you even condoning or being in the whole entire conversation? Come on now. I'm just saying, be mindful of your actions. Be mindful. Actions also can be your thought process, your heart process, your posture. Be mindful of what you look at, what you are being able to expose yourself to as far as eating also and excuse me, all the different things that goes on with you, even your music and, you know, what you hear, what you taste, what you smell, everything. Because the enemy is so busy trying to come in and find little cracks 
in your wall. And we talked about that. But I wanted to kind of reiterate to you because it says in Colossians 3 and 2, it says, set your affections on things above and not on things on the, on the earth. I understand that we live on the earth and I'm not, you know, discounting that. But my mind and my heart and everything within me needs to learn how to be able to obey God and have my thoughts more heavenly like his. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, yes, we live down here and we need to make an impact. We need to get out to our community. We need to sometimes volunteer. We need to be able to volunteer in our schools or on uh, the street corners to feed the homeless and be able to evangelize to the the ones that are, are out and they don't know God are unbelievers. Those are good. But also at the same time, before you even hit the streets, before you even get out of bed, before you even get out your home, pray and ask God and say, thank you, Lord, for one more day. Pray and ask God. And, and you can start just by those simple words. I thank you, Lord, for one more day. I thank you for giving me breath in my body, for being able to let me see my eyes being open, Lord, to have the activity of my limbs, Lord, to be able to have shoes on my feet and clothes on my back, for letting me have shelter in the times of some storms. And to be able to have transportation for me to get reliable transportation for me to get back and forth to home and work and then come and return. To have my children and my husband or your wife, whichever one, that they are very much healthy and blessed to be here on this earth. Do you understand your actions, whether you believe it or not? It serves purposes and also your tongue. And I had to tell God, please forgive me for saying certain things because I would always will revert back to those things and they were negative and they would hurt people. So I would ask God to please forgive me of how I'm saying something to a loved one or a person that I really do care about. See, Sometimes we need to be able to be honest with ourselves that, look, if we got something wrong with us, God help me to deal with the things that I've done wrong first before I go and I correct someone else. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, we have to sit there and own our stuff, what we've been doing, whether it's cussing, whether it's sitting up here and gossiping, fornicating, whether it is lying, uh, cheating, all these different things that's going on, whether it's, you know, pornography, what have you. But we have to. We got to be able to do a gut check. And I've talked about that, too. But we need to start sitting up here. And it says in the word, let a man examine himself. Let him. And if you know you're not fit for it then you need to go ahead and start telling God, hey, let's have some spiritual surgery on me. God, I need to remove, you know, envy, strife, jealousy, rage, hate, all these different things or have my motives. Lord, have my motives to be godly. 
have my way of my actions and my speaking and all of these different things. Have it all in a world of love towards you, God. And I'm going to say it like this. I've heard it also too, that even if a person is wrong, you should sit there and tell them no. You have to have healthy boundaries around you now. Do you understand? I'm picky about how people who I have around my children, my husband, myself, my home. Do you understand people bring in spirits, whether you like it or not, they can have this type of rage or or anger or characteristics, and they will try to come and bring that into your environment. Have you ever had someone to just, you know, just have a bad day, just bitter and you are around them 24-7, do you understand that bitterness can rub off on you? That 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 rage or that anger that person is feeling, it can rub off on you. That happiness and joy is the same thing can rub off on you. But if you know for a fact you don't want that in your environment, you don't want that around you, you're going to make sure you don't have it around you. And and also at the same time, it's just the way that you talk and the way that you function and the way that because I am a pastor, I can't have a lot of things around me. Come on now. Let me say that one one more time for the people in the back. I can't have a lot of different things around me because for me, it starts my growth. It starts my way of thinking and my process and how I'm looking at God and how God is looking at me. Haven't you noticed that, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm going to use this as an example. Haven't you noticed that um, if a person that smokes and you don't smoke, but it gets into your clothes because that smoke attaches to, you know, your hair and your clothes and everything else when you've been, when you were out in the world. Let's just be honest, let's raise our hands. And that smoke can be able to either get into your lungs or, you know, clothing wise or your body. And you have to come straight home. And that's what I used to do when I was in the world. And I'm going to be honest with you. Let me tell you like this. I'm honest like this. Look, when I was in the world, I used to go to the club and I used to be able to go dance and I would smoke would be around me, still dance. And go to club, come home and still take a shower and make sure I wash my hair and also make sure that I gather up those clothes and wash those clothes because I don't want to smell like it. That's the same thing with sin. We shouldn't want to be around it. Oh, let me say that one more time. Thank you, Lord, for bringing this into my preview. The things we talk about, the things we discuss, the things that we we sit among, and you know, people we sit among, and we we talk uh, talk to them. And some people they don't think they don't see, but when they see the conversations, the way that you talk, the way that you act, oh come on now, it's either you're you're compelling them to a different way of life, or they're gonna reject you because. Also, too, because you're doing it a whole lot different than they are. And it's so much livelier. It's so much love, so much compassion, it's so much joy, it's so much, you know, what does this person have that I don't have? Oh, y'all don't hear me, though. 
is that is that genesis qua that that so much of uniqueness in their life but all it is is god it's jesus the blood of jesus over us and also the holy spirit that dwells in us let me say that one more time for the people in the back it's god that is the overseer of us it's jesus that is covered us in his blood and 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 the remission of his of our sins and also it's the holy spirit that dwells within and i'm gonna say it like this because of our actions i'm gonna say this because god had me to say this and i was like god honestly i'm gonna say it god sits there and he shows us a whole lot about us and you don't think that it's not gonna come back to you because of what you sown. Oh, come on now. Do you understand? Let me say this for an example. You know, certain things that we used to do in the world. Let's say that, you know, you used to go and rob a bank. And you still ask for forgiveness, but you still got to serve jail time. Don't you know that? The actions that you have have consequences. Whether they be of good or bad, but it's all up to who you have become and who you used to be. You still got to reap that. That's why it's so important. Don't put your mouth on God's people. Because you never know. You never know what God is going to do. And it's hard for people to understand. I had to go back and say, I'm sorry, God, for a lot of different things. And it was because I was putting my mouth on someone. And and I'll be honest with you. I had to honestly, you know, just go back and say, I'm sorry, God, because I was putting my mouth on someone that I love dearly. That is a part of my life. But I didn't know I was saturating this person so bad. I didn't know that I was saying things out of anger and strife. And that was not not what I wanted. And at the same time, it left a lasting impression. And I didn't want that. All but we all do say things out of anger. Right. And those things we can't take back. We, We can't, you know. Those are the seeds that we plant, and when they come to blossom and bloom, it's hard. Because some of us think that, oh, well, you know, God forgot it, you know, this and this, but some people don't don't forget. And I'm going to say it like this is because we get a rap sheet. I'm a, uh, let's just be honest. We get a rap sheet for the things we say out of our mouths, and it shouldn't be. I always say it's life and death in the tongue, but I had to start really gripping my tongue and start preserving what I say and how I said it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, I don't care how candidly honest some people, and I'm honest too, and I'm candid, but I'm telling you, sometimes we need to bridle our tongue even when we're right. Let me say that one more time too. Choose your battles on when you talk. And when you're quiet, choose how you speak to people. 
whether it's some love and kindness, and even when you say no, still have it in love and kindness. And then even when you have to say no, and you do it the way that God tells you, don't you know? Because people start finding out just how much you love them when you start knowing what's going on. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let me tell you something. It's a deadliest thing that when you know what's going on with people, and God reveals it to you. You're not trying to sit here and expose people and try to talk bad about them and you know all this stuff. No, you're sitting there having an honest conversation and saying, God, how can I help this person? Especially when that person you already know and have a relationship with, and you know that person is going down the wrong path. You're going to want to stop them immediately. Why? Because you love them enough. If so many pastors would preach right, I'm going to say, God was talking to me about this too. If so many pastors would sit there and tell people they are going to hell for what they are doing, and they know for a fact the things, the wages of sin is death, and they know that hell is a part of what's going on with them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If pastors, prophets, evangelists, anybody in the fivefold ministry will tell them, look, do you understand that what you're sowing, what you're sowing is death? Do you understand that shalo, which means hell, it will be your portion because you're not stopping. You're not stop doing what you're doing. You're not sitting up here and counting the cost. See, so many pastors want to patty whack and try to be able to be your friend instead of sitting there and honestly telling you, this is what God is saying. Oh, I see some people don't like me because I'm I'm being brutally honest, but I love you enough to tell you, don't do that. Do you understand why you can't do that? See, we want our children to be able to sit there and not cuss, but you're cussing. Oh, let me talk to you about this. See, you want your children to have a better vocabulary, a vast vocabulary, but you're still sitting up there in the gutter. You still want to sit up here and do whatever you want to do in your front of your children and think that it's not going to stick. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, it will. Because all the time that you've been doing your dirt, your children are looking at you and they're emulating you. They're, they're sitting up there and they're sitting up there and they're going to sit there and do the same thing you were doing. And if not worse, I was, I was in the Bible New Year with my children and my husband on tonight. And it was saying because of so much haughtiness that the king Hezekiah had in his last of his 15 years, his next son was doing the worst things because he saw his dad as nothing but selfish and vain. I don't want to treat my children like that. I, I don't want to sit there and give them that type of understanding and knowing that somebody is not going to sit there and do what's right. I don't want to sit there and give my children excuses and the next generation, the next generation, because you saw mommy doing it and they think it's okay. Y'all better wake up. 
Y'all better wake up. You hold, God's going to hold you accountable for what those children are learning in your home. God's going to hold you accountable for what your children are starting to listen to, are starting to read, are starting to be in your home doing. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. God is going to hold you accountable because he placed them in your care. Now I'm hoping, see, and then at the same time, I don't care. Let me, let me, let me just say this too, because I've seen it also. I don't care how long you've been able to have them in church, but if you're not living anything, if you're not living the word of God, but yet and still, you still take them to church, but you're not living it. You can preach all you want to, but you, if you're not living it, if it's not applying, if the word of God is not in your life. And you go and you sit there Sunday after Sunday praising God, you know, uh, going and, you know, shucking and jiving and, you know, preaching and, you know, getting under God's anointing and then start dancing and everything else. But when you get home, you're still cussing, fussing. You still sitting up here hitting your wife or, you know, hitting your husband or you're doing all this. It doesn't profit nothing. Man, Pastor, what are you talking about? See, I've seen so many people sit here and claim to be a Christian, claim to be of God, but yet and still they are not living anything. And then they wonder why their children is going the way because you did not sit there first. Ask God for forgiveness. Number two, whatever sin that you were doing with, when you were out there in the world, you didn't repent. You didn't sit there and do some declarations. You didn't sit there and cancel what the enemy had over you. Soul ties, whatever have you. And asking God for true repentance, genuine repentance, so that it will not go to the next generation. See, y'all don't think about that. You don't think about your actions as consequences. You don't think about that until your next generation has a child out of wedlock. Oh, let me say this one more time. Y'all don't think about it. And even the persons that had the children out of wedlock, don't you know, don't condemn those people. Don't condemn that girl or that boy. But you hold them up. Yes, they sin, but that baby wasn't a sin. That's a blessing from God. And you should be able to help that young person out. Whether you're the mother or the father, you need to make sure the next generation is secure and love on that child. Because guess what? God blessed them to be here for a reason. And not sit here. We're not saying, you know, that child is, you know, you're not sitting up here and saying the person that does the act is blameless unless she got raped, what have you. But what I'm saying is that, yes, they're guilty. They're guilty. But it's how you respond to your daughter or your son that's going to make the impact for the next generation. That's going to sit there and make a mark for your next generation. And also for the generation that did mess up. For that young man or young woman. Yes, they're going to have more responsibility. But yet and still, they can honestly sit there and say, you know what? My mother and my father or mother or father, they still have my back even when I messed up. 
Because guess what? And, and I had to honestly, God put this in me. Don't you know every time that you messed up, God still sit up there and he helped you with your children. He still helped you with the bills you had paid, the stuff that you did. He still helped you when you got out of prison. He still helped you when you sat there and you got somebody pregnant or, or when you sit up there and you had a speeding ticket or you had to go here or, or go there and you still wasn't supposed to go out, but God still let you be able to get back home safely. Do you understand that God should could have had somebody sit up there, get you killed, raped or whatever, but God put his hand on you. He still. He still, he still, he still kept you. He still helped you. He still loved on you. He still, thank God, he still cared about you enough. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't get it. Y'all, y'all don't get it. God still said, I will still take care of them because one day they're going to come back to me. One day, they're going to sit there and they're going to honestly say, Lord, please forgive me for all I've done. Please come back into my life. Or if you're real, God, please go ahead and show me who you are. If somebody that used to be an atheist or somebody that used to be a satanic priest, high in the high, very high in their classification, if they can come and see while he's still giving a seance, he's, he gets to see God, gets to see Jesus. And he's starting to learn the love of God. Y'all, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. Love on people at their lowest so God can come in. Do you understand that sometimes I found out sometimes uh, being a Christian, the ones I'm talking, you know, the ones that sit up here, cuss you out, fuss you out and still sit up there and go to church and think that they're so, so holier than now. You, you Sadducee and you Pharisee. Y'all are messed up. Have you bumped your head? Have you lost your mind? God wants us to come to him sincerely as a little child. And I've learned that, you know, my song, me. She loves people no matter what, good or bad. She knows, but she still loves on them and she still prays for them. Can you say the same? Can, can you honestly say the same? See, that's the thing is that people need somebody to love on them because you know what? Sometimes you are there at their lowest point. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are there when nobody was able to see them. Nobody was sitting there and taking the time out to honestly get a glimpse of who they are. And see the pain, see the hurt, see the trials and tribulations they had to go through. See the whole thing of child molestation to, you know, everything they had to go through. Low self-esteem. The, the bruising, the scars of mom and dad or, or church or whoever inflicted on them can be family too. We're supposed to be there for that. But we choose to not be like that. We choose to sit there and be mean and taunty and ugly and disrespectful. Can't be like that. You, you really can't. And it says, 1 Timothy 
excuse me, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God has not given us. So don't experience it. Don't take it. Has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Stop sitting up here and letting the enemy win. What do you mean, Pastor? Some of y'all are fearful of being able to go to the next level in God, to get deeper in your word, to start listening to God's spirit, to start being able to listen to Holy Spirit and listen to God and then go where he's telling you to go. And then also at the same time, y'all think y'all losing out on something. Oh, I had to honestly say this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know who I'm talking to. So if it's you, just say ow. Because ow. You, you think you look, you are missing out on something. Do you understand that God gives you humility and patience and understanding for a season? You know, the reason why he does that is because he wants to make sure when you get to a certain level in him, when you become so enveloped within God, that when the finances start coming and flowing, that you're not sitting up here tripping about the money. You're not, you know, so self-absorbed about the money that you're not going willing to give to someone. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, when you get to that point that you want to be so haughty, so, so vain, so selfish as King Hezekiah, God doesn't want that. God can't work in that. It's all about God because the only reason why you still live and breathe is to fulfill what he has called you to do. Your purpose, your destiny of who God is in you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, the destiny that I have in God is fulfilled through his purpose, his will, his plan. And when he is done, I know I have to go home. Oh, y'all, 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 y'all don't get it. God has called us to be here. To do what needs to be done. So please understand. Stop letting the enemy win. Even through your dreams. Even through your visions. Even through. He will come in and try to be able to distort you. Even through friends and family. And even sometimes the co-workers. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't you know I have to pray about everybody that I come in uh, contact with. And alignment with. With agreement with because i've seen so many times where i can be a good king such as in the bible and be amongst uh king ahaz <laughs> be amongst a queen jezebel be amongst these people and agree with them but god never told that king that oh let me let me say that one more time be careful who you sit down with, who you sit there and make sure that you're with. You need to make sure that person is of God. You need to make sure that you are honestly having the conversation that God needs for y'all to have. That you honestly, when you're when you are aligned, that means you are in a straight form. You are are in agreement. You are in connection. You are in sync with this person. That this person is of God. Not of man. 
There is something about being in alignment and just agreement with God. He will not let you be around everyone. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God won't let you be in everybody else's face, even though everybody else is going to be want to be all around you. Because your light is shining, illumination, it is so bright. There are people that want to stay around you and they're not even right. They're not even functioning right. They're not communing with God. They're communing with the enemy. And you can't have that. Now, I'm going to say it like this. When God sits there and tells you, hey, that person, okay, that person is going to be around you. But you need to make sure that you shine your light so much that they're going to want to sit there and say, who God do you serve? I'm going to say it like this. There is a difference between communication and fellowship, then an alignment with that person, then being able to, you know, have that, have that, that communication where, you know what, this person is really nice. This person is cool. I can talk to this person. But that alignment, that person that is in my inner circle has to be totally different. Everybody that I bring into my life, I want them to feel the love. I want them to feel who I am. I want them to know who I am from the get God. Some days I'm going to have bad days. Some days I'm not going to have, you know, some days it's going to be good. Some days it's going to be bad. But I want to make sure they know it's 110% me. I love being genuine to people. But I want to make sure you know I love you because that's what God wants us to do. I don't want to sit here and say, oh, I love you, but I'm not even hearing from you two or three weeks. I've come on now. I will text you. Hey, how you doing? Give you, you know, even if I haven't seen you in two or three weeks, I still want to text you. Say, hey, I love you. And I miss you because that's how God will want to from us. Don't be leaving God two or three weeks. And I say, Lord, I'm sorry if you haven't heard from me, but I want you to know. And that's the thing. We need to have constant communication and fellowship with him. Have you noticed that every time that when you were sitting up here and you were courting your wife or you're courting your husband, y'all would spend sometimes two or three or four hours on the phone, run up that telephone bill. But once y'all get married, oh, wait a minute, hold up. You know what? I don't know if I if I did this right. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know who that's for, but I'm just saying, just say ow, ow, and keep it moving. I'm just saying. We take that person for granted when they're the love of your life. God should be the same way. That's the love of my life. He, he is the main source of love of my life. He is my father. He is my healer. He is my deliverer. He is my, my, my whole entire world. He is Elohim, El Shaddai. I'm talking about that God. I'm talking about the God that is of Israel, the God that has Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he has Moses, David, and he has Esther, and he has Uriah, and he has all these different people. Come on now. Josiah. He has all of them. And he has me. Oh, come on now. I don't know about it. I felt that one. Nobody, nobody can tell me. Nobody can do me like Jesus. 
Nobody can do me like God. I have, I can search the whole world over and you can't even find not one. Do you understand the validity? Y'all ain't even dig down deep into the depths of who God is. And at the same time, I, I preached this one and I haven't done it on my podcast, but I want to go back because I was like, where did the where did the blood go? Where did the blood go when Jesus died? Where did it go? We're going to tackle that coming up soon. You know, we're going to talk about a lot of different things that God was just downloading into me. And he was just telling me, you know, where did it go? How could you sit there and not believe in who God is? After the doctor said you had cancer and then you healed. How could you? And the tumor is gone. How could you sit there and you see stuff on the scanner? They got a blood clot. And then God said, you know what? Let me just wipe that out. How could you not? How could you sit there? You know, and then get a full recovery. And then the biopsy comes like, there's ain't no but benign. That's what, what? And the doctor says, Wait a minute, benign means negative. That means it wasn't even there first. Who do you serve? Y'all, living testimony. Ooh, I'm telling you. Living testimony. That I don't know. Just living testimony. A lot of us are walking living testimonies. Walking living testimonies. So be mindful of your actions, knowing that your prayers, they cost a lot. The prayers of the righteous avail of much. Stop sitting up here and discounting prayer. Let me tell you something. It's going to be a lot. And I keep telling myself this every time I say it. And I know that's God because he says it. It's going to be something that's coming. That's so huge. That's going to knock the United States and everyone else down on his knees to God. Do you understand? We ain't done yet. Hmm. Got one more round. So wherever you are and you're a believer in God. Ask God for opportunities to talk to people about God. Ask God to be able to drop down hints of how to be able to talk to people. And, and, and also at the same time, the conversation, it flows. You never know what God has for you. You never know what God has in store for you unless you talk to him. Man, it's like. You know, sometimes I know it when your children don't want to ask you for something, but they, you know, they have a need, but they don't want to ask. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Your children come to you, ask you how you doing, everything's okay. And they, and then they still stay around and want a fellowship, you know, you know, hang out. Cool. But in the back of your head. As a parent, you know something they needed and they don't want to ask because they haven't been right or they got caught up in something and they need your help and they don't know how to ask. That's the same way with us. We don't want to ask God 
you know, because we're thinking that we're inconveniencing him or we're sitting up here and we don't, we don't want to ask God because, you know, we, we might be, um, you know, we might get pretty much talked out, say, God, you know, fussed out, but God isn't like that. Oh, he, trust me. God, he, he, he gets you back. It, it ain't, it ain't no karma. Don't sit there. And I want to say this too. Karma is something that the Hinduism believe. We're not Hindu. So stop saying it. Karma is not for us. And also at the same time, that's God because you reap what you sow. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop sitting up here and putting new age things such as energy and all that's not in the Bible. The what you feel, what you see, what you hear, what you believe, and you see how God is being able to transform and renew people's minds and hearts. Tell it that's God. You start to see the Holy Spirit. You starting to feel the Holy Spirit. You starting to understand and know that that's God and that's God alone. Nobody can't duplicate it. He's the OG. And the ones that are trying to duplicate it, which is the enemy, and he's the main reason why it's so many copycats. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Ooh-wee. He is the main reason why we have so many copycats. But the only original person is God and God alone. Y'all can't duplicate him because he is the main manufacturer. He is the main source. He's the only one that had the home printing press already out. So please have some respect when you talk to about God. And I'm talking about the God that is of Israel. He's the main reason and the source you're still here. Still have breath in your body and you still got another chance in life and also to do his purpose and to choose him. Stop sitting up here and saying, you know, some people think my life is over at a certain age. Y'all, let, let's dig into that too. Man, God been hitting it. Let me tell you something. God can be able to, if he can sit there and Abraham and Sarah were of an old age. I mean, dusty, musty, and crusty. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Dusty, musty, and crusty. But guess what? God still used them. And if God can use them, you need to stop sitting up there putting limits on what God can do in your life. Stop sitting up there and saying, well, God can't use me. That's a lie now from the pit of hell. God can use that you at any age, at any form, at any time he chooses. Stop putting God in a box. He is not a genie that you can rub a lamp on him either. Stop. I don't care what nobody says. God has been able to, oh my God. He has been able to read us, take care of us, feed us. He has been able to operate through us. And he has been able to give the manifestations through us. Because guess what? He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first one out. And he's the last one <laughs> that's going to be existing. Do you understand the validity of who God is? Oh, my God. And I'm going to say it like this, too. Prayer can be in-depth 
It can, it can multiply, it can function, it can call things that are not already existing as though it were, and it can halt and stop things. Because it says on earth as it is in heaven. Don't you know the enemy can sit there and manifest something on, manifest some things in the heavens and you can stop it before it gets down here. Y'all, y'all don't understand. Sometimes the deepest prayer, the most sincere prayers are the ones that come from the heart. Because sometimes, you know, God, and even sometimes you don't even have to have words. I'm going to say it like this too. Sometimes because of the, the pain, the hurt, the, the, in, the injustice that you feel, sometimes you are moaning and groaning to God and God understands immediately. He moans and groans with you. He understands the betrayal. He understands the whole entire systematic, the strategic plan of the enemy is to wipe you out. But he knows. He knows. Even before you open up your mouth to say, God, do you understand? Did you just see what I had to deal with? Did you understand this person came here and tried to rip out my heart and stab it in 10,000 pieces and then try to put it back in my heart? In my body, in my soul. God, did you just see her lie on me? And God is like, hold your tongue. Vengeance is mine. And I kept reading on Facebook that, you know, sometimes we have to sit there and honestly let God, let the anger go, unbutton your lip, sit up there and say, okay, put your hands up. And say, God, you are the vindicator and keep it pushing. Keep going. Do you understand that so many times we have to still operate, even though we've been stabbed in the back, we've been hit so many times in the front, then we still got concaved in into the stomach and you still, and you probably got a hit on the side of your head and you still trying to bandage that up and you still trying to sit up there and still have your war clothes on and still trying to sit up there and function. Do you understand what I'm saying, saints to the most high? That's us. We still got to operate. We still got to function. We still got to sit there and combat the enemy when even when we don't feel like it. Oh, I'm going to say it like it. I'm going to say this. And, I, and God was like, he was honestly getting on me. Sometimes I don't even feel like it. I don't even feel like preaching or, or praying or, or getting on and doing my podcast. Let's just be honest. I'm human. I, I just feel like sometimes I just want to be by myself. God, I'm tired of, you know, having to deal with people. And sometimes I'm tired of this and I'm tired of that. And I'm, I'm just tired. And then God sits there and says, you done? Are you done yet? Now, I'm going to say it like this. You know what? Sometimes when you feel as though you don't want to pray, don't you know, and I've learned this right now from a lady today on Facebook through everything that I was listening to. She said, look, do you understand that if you don't pray, that was somebody's prayer answered. Oh, let me say this one more time from people that see the enemy didn't want you to pray. Because he knows if you open up your mouth to God, you get results. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you stop praying, 
If you start meditating, if you stop sitting up there believing God on the forefront and you stop sitting on that wall like Nehemiah and you stop sitting up there and being the being the whole entire forefront for your whole entire nation, if you stop, if you quit, if you turn around, if you go back, do you understand? That's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Because guess what? Somebody else already prayed for your demise and you just letting them have it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, you letting that person go ahead and take advantage of everything they just prayed for because they've been it's been answered. Oh, this person didn't pray. This person didn't sit up there and do their podcast today. They didn't do this or do that. See, Satan will want to try to taint your whole entire character and your ability to do what God says do amidst everything that was going on. See, some of us don't realize that Satan is very tactful in what he does. He has to strategize. He has to sit there and say, oh, well, you know what? Let me go ahead and make my notes right now. Okay, demon, you know, this is what, go, let me go ahead and report to me. See, this person would sit there and say, well, she's having problems with her husband. Why won't we go ahead and, and mingle into that? Why won't we go ahead and bring in old stuff like that? Why won't we go ahead and do this and that? Why won't we go ahead and see this? She, her children are messing up. Let's go through that too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. She, her, her job is saying this about her. Let's tweak that and make it seem as though, you know, she, she's not doing really good. So then we can get her fired. Oh, y'all come on now. Come on. Come on now. Do you understand? I said it before. Satan is accuser of the brethren. If he can go to and fro from the earth and he still reports to God, don't you know he's sitting up there? Don't you know? Well, you know what? Let me get a list list. See, you know, you saw this past. This is what the past said. Da, 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 da. Okay. Okay. And God said, you know what, let, let me let, let me try, try her like I did Job. Let me try her like I did Job. And let me let me do this with her and all this other stuff. But do not touch her life. See, God lets you go through things in order for you to grow and develop into the person that he needs for you to be. Not to stay slack and shucking and driving. Not to stay stagnant so you stank. God needs for you to keep going and elevated and motivated and keep your pulse going and keep on doing what he says do. Man, pastor, that's deep. Mm -hmm. But it's necessary for us to grow. It's necessary for us to understand and know so we can be able to keep going. Prayer is essential. And what we do with that time we have here whether it is to benefit our family and then also go out to everyone else, do that. Stop sitting up here and saying, well, the, the body of the Christ, you know, I'm around, you know, holiness all day. Yes, you are. When you go to church, you know, you assemble yourself. Forget, forget not to assemble yourself. Awesome. But also at the same time, when you're amongst the ones that are not saved, don't you know? They know who's saving, who's not. They know who they can hang around with, who they can cuss around, who can they can do whatever they want to do around. They know this. But guess what? 
They want to honestly sit there and don't you know the enemy will use them to test you just to make sure you are what you say you are and how your character stays intact or not. Y'all, come on now. I've seen it, been around it, known it. Still sit there and be like, wait a minute. How did the Satan try to sit up? But see, that's the thing. The enemy really wants to play with people. The enemy knows who he has. He knows who he can sit there and dangle this in front of and not have them to be able to be effective in God and, and try to be slowful and not, not do read their word and not do this or do that. So they cannot be able to hear what God's telling them to do. Pastor, you, 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 you've lost it. No, actually, I found it. I, I found it. I, I found out that. Every time that we do what God says do. Let, let me sum it up like this. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. And because he trusts in thee. Let me say that one time for the people in the back. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Because he trusteth. Trust in thee. Do you understand that when we trust God that much, God can be able to help us when we don't even have no other way to get out of it. Do you understand that when God has you to go so low, and I was thinking about this with um, Joseph, and he had the coat of many colors. And his brothers pretty much stripped him of it. And he was down in pretty much the well, in a hole. Don't you know that because of the way that he talked to them and he was telling them his dreams and they thought he was boastful and, you know, arrogant. But God was starting to show him. He had to strip him of everything. Strip him of all the things that was going on and the comforts and the, everything that he had in order for him to be able to go into another level and to another way of being able to trust God through Potiphar's wife when he when she accused him of raping her and all this, he still trusted God, even in the jail cell. And he was not even convicted. See, when you do it the way that God wants you to do it, God can't even convict you. The enemy can try to convict you, but God knows you're not guilty. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Sometimes God brings you in so many different environments to strip you. Strip you down to nothing in order for you to know that when you get up to the top again, that it was only him and him alone. I'm going to say this one more time. Stop sitting up there and assuming that God has not heard you. He hears you. You need to listen and obey. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop looking for finances are going to come. Healing is going to come. Deliverance is going to come. 
everything that you know God's promises to be on your life is going to come. But you need to honestly sit back and realize and say, do I trust him enough to keep going? I don't want to know the answer. Talk to him about it. Marinate on that. I'm talking about get it deep down, rubbed into your ribs and into your spiritual man. Do you trust God enough? Do you understand when you trust in him, he gives you perfect peace, even in the chaos, even when the enemy tries to disrupt your sleep patterns, even when the enemy tries to come and tackle your finances, even when he comes in and he tries to steal your marriage and your children, or he tries to be able to hurt your reliable vehicle to get to work and then still cause chaos on your job. He is the main reason why you should have a prayer life. I heard that so much this week. He is the main reason why you should have a prayer life and honestly sit there and just say, Lord, I thank you so much for blessing me and keeping me. Lord, I thank you so much for healing me, my body and my soul. I'm so grateful for everything you've given me, my children, my husband, my wife, either, you know, whichever one you have to give you the job position I have, to be able to understand and know that you've given me wisdom, you've given me support, you've given me everything. I trust you, God. I just sometimes for me, and I'm going to say this, I'm being honest, I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, I feel as though sometimes I'm lacking because I am at a certain age and I was like, God, you put this in me that I'm at 46, God. I don't have a, a employment. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, I'm kind of feeling a little bit of crunch. But then God sits there and says, you know what? Because you're doing my will, your little shit. Because you are heeding my voice, you're doing my will. Don't you know I am going to come through every time for you? When there's no way, no shape or form, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be able to be able to fulfill those things that are not as though they were. Come on now. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this is how I feel. And guess what? At the same time, the word doesn't go by what I feel, but what I know to be true. I have to give God the whole entire driver's seat in my life and get into the passenger seat and stop sitting up there and worrying about who's driving, which is God. And if he's driving me, then why won't we why won't I go ahead and follow? Why won't I just go ahead and be able to have him as a center of everything? While some of y'all don't even recognize and realize who God is in your life. I'm gonna say it like that. I'm talking about for the ones that, you know, are believers, the ones that are so judgmental and so hostile. And, you know, you can't go to a church unless you are dressed so sophisticated and all this other stuff. Do you understand that sometimes and I'll be honest with you, when I was homeless now, I've told so many times I usually have a T-shirt on some some blue jeans and some 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 chucks or some some type of shoe. Because I didn't have enough. Don't you know people used to laugh and talk bad about us and everything else? But you know what? You know what? I'm so thankful for that, those times. 
because it helped me to understand and know that even through my lowest, just like Joseph was stripped down to my lowest, God still built us back better. Y'all wouldn't even know it. Y'all wouldn't even sit there and know it because I still smile. I still was able to laugh and I was still able to cry, yes, but I, my pain and everything else, I gave it to God. Y'all need to do the same. Whatever situation you're in, whatever manner is going on in your life, you need to go ahead and give it to God. And once God has been able to deal with you, whether it's good or bad, tell God you're sorry. Go back and tell him and tell the person that you're sorry if you said anything to that person or, you know, did anything to that person that was wrong. Be the bigger person. Don't want to set it so much so that it goes into the next generation. Watch what you say, how you say it. Even down to, you know, having to take care of your children. God was talking to me about this also. Just about how men would, you know, have children out of wedlock, but still don't want to feed them. Don't want to sit there and talk talk bad about the mother or sit up there and the vice versa. The wife would, you know, excuse me, the girlfriend would be so disrespectful to um, the father. The mother would be disrespectful to the father and, you know, calling him bad names and everything else. But in between all of that is the child and the child is innocent. Please understand, stop going out and just saying anything out of your mouth because of anger, hurt, guilt, pain. Trust me, from my experience, it doesn't help. It doesn't, it doesn't help the situation. It hurts. It hurts a lot. And I'm going to say it like this. No one's perfect. No. But also at the same time, if you know it's wrong, you need to say something. When you're at a church that you don't know of, talk to the pastor. If he doesn't want to listen, you still take it to God. And as a believer, as a prophetess and also as a pastor we need to be able to be mindful of people because sometimes satan has been able to do so much dirt in someone's life they need somebody that is loving to them that is of love and of god that really wants to be able to honestly sit there and spend time with them I know I cannot save everyone, but who God has charged over for me to take care of, I need to take care of them. And I need to do it to the best of my ability. Yes, I'm going to need to take sometimes a break because sometimes this load gets heavy, but don't. And I was looking at it. I was looking at this and I was so happy about it because the man in the TikTok video, he was honestly sitting there and saying, take a rest. But he said also, too, once you're done with your rest, don't stay down too long. 
Don't stay down too long. You got to get back up. The journey may be long and hard, but you still got to get back up. Saints of the Most High still get up. Still keep going. No matter what. And even when, you know, the mother or the father is having problems, you know, as, you know, people that are not married still reach out and take care of the child. Make sure the money, the finances are there, the education, even if it has to be able to be strenuous on you. Do you understand? I give shoes for my children first before I do myself. I let my children get their things done first before me because I know the sacrifice that it is because guess what? There's, they're my children. God does the same thing. He sacrifices so much for us and he never asks us for one thing. All he wants is us to be able to serve him and willfully serve him, genuinely serve him, trust him unanimously trust him and see the difference in your life see the difference in your heart see the difference with your children on your job everything you got see the difference i'm trusting god for so many things for 2022 and beyond please do the same never think that god isn't about being able to sit there and trust and know who you are that he doesn't have the distinct details of you you need to understand there's a personal relationship going behind everything that every time that god talks to you every time that he's sitting there and he's really to sit down and talk to you and see where you're at there's a personal relationship that needs to be developed do you understand it is war time we are in a state of warfare and the enemy wants to take you out by every means necessary. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. He wants to take you out by any means necessary. He wants to run you ragged. He wants you to be able to be so enthralled that you would want to go back. But you don't need to go back. Don't go back. Don't go back to what you used to do. Keep going. It's not going to be easy. The just live by faith. Do you understand that? That's what the word says. Said if they did not love Jesus, they didn't even like Jesus. What are they going to do? What are they, they going to think about you? The same. Just because you have come over here to God's side doesn't mean that your old self and your old nature isn't going to come calling. That doesn't mean that the people that knew you when you were doing dirt won't come calling. The old ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or whoever, wife, they're going to come calling. Because the enemy wants to pull out all of his tricks, all of his deception, all his deceit, so he can see your mindset. That he's like, wait a minute, if I let this person call, they're going to go back to that person. Do you understand what I'm telling you? He got strategies. He's got techniques. He's got things that, you know, think that will happen and keep doing it. But then when it doesn't, when it doesn't work, man, let me, let me go back to this way. 
let, let me go ahead and, and, and go over here. Let me go ahead and text this person so I can be able to, you know, deception. So much deceit. Don't go back. Don't fall for it. Keep going. And in that period, in that time, you're going to win. But be mindful of your actions, of your thoughts, of the way what comes into your heart. Because the purposes of who God is for you, he, he, he wants you to understand, have the honest heart. And if you don't understand something, sometimes go have a talk with God. It's the best time. Especially when you have some decisions you need to make, some questions you have and concerns. Go talk to him. He is the best listener, best person who will respond to you with what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. But he still is honest to you. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is still honest with you. Whether you want to hear it or not, he still will be honest with you and he will make sure that you are valid in your whole entire validity of what you, hey, I, I know I feel you, but this is what I say. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is what you feel. Mm -hmm. You want to get them back, but no, no, no. I got to do that because that's not the way that your heart posture should be. Come on now. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. Let God be the main part of you. No matter what's going on, let him be the main part. Let him be the main part of you that sustains you. So that gives you every substance and everything that you need. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you have heard thus far, please follow and subscribe. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music and Audible, iHeart, Spotify, and Stitcher. Play FM, Samsung, and Podchaser, and other major platforms. If you enjoy what you heard already, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating. That will help us to reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, you can find me on Facebook at It Is Written by Latanya, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A, U-L-L-O-A. Or also, please leave a comment on It Is Written by Afrocentric Prophet. We thank you so much for contributing and listening to our podcast. Have a Blessed night. God bless you. Sometimes it's years. Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold. Just like the morning, he always shows. It may be midnight or midday. It's never early.